time for two blokes talking tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. For the latest news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Episode 274 of Two Blokes Talking Tech. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. We are in the Tech Guide Theatre here uh, at Tech Guide Headquarters. My name is Trevor Long from eftm.com.au. Each and every week with Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. G'day, mate. G'day, Trevor. What a great start to the podcast, by the way. Uh, when I was driving here, I was thinking, okay, so it's about 8.30, I'll get there at 9. I'll probably we'll do, take an hour, I'll get home, I'll be home by 11. Stephen's then offered me bacon and eggs for breakfast. I don't care what time I get home. I don't care. I've had, I've had the best breakfast I've had since I was last overseas because I always have a great breakfast when I'm in hotels. You go, Thank you, mate. You're we a good were, cook. We were, yeah, we like to welcome our guests here in the Fennec household. And I thought, well, I've been here a few times I, the first time. <laughs> You've never been here at breakfast time. Oh, though. well, let's, let's but, just uh, make an announcement to our listeners now. <laughs> breaking news. The Two Blokes Talking Tech will now be published on a Thursday at lunchtime yeah, okay. every week. Fair enough. Yeah, no, well, the uh, – <clears throat> I hadn't had my breakfast either, so I thought, you know, I couldn't eat. In, so what, I couldn't let you just watch me. Well, what you're saying is actually you weren't being generous. You were just being – you didn't, no, you was, didn't want to be polite. rude. You were being polite, polite not really generous. No, I was happy to cook your breakfast, mate. All good. You did a great job. We are here to talk about the tech news of the week. Thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au. Let's get cracking. Rightio. Well, we did do the smartphone palooza last week, uh, episode two seventy three. Uh, but there are there's a bit of smartphone talk to we'll kick off with this week, and I think it's critical because today, the day that we're recording, um, is the day that two phones go on sale at Telstra stores and online. Uh, the Sony, which we talked a fair bit about last week, which we'll touch on again today, but critically, the Google Pixel. Now we've both been road testing the Google Pixel XL. Um, I was a bit disappointed. They gave you the XL. Yeah, well, I didn't ask. You the smaller one, did you? I would have absolutely. Because yeah. as you mentioned quite clearly in your review, they're pretty much the same apart from the yeah. screen size, right? Performance, camera and everything. Um, I, I just, I do actually want to get hands-on with it, so I'll probably now ask yeah. to swap it over and give the give the smaller one a go. The white one or the black one? No, white one. Yeah. I, I wish I had got like <laughs> uh, stunning blue or whatever it's called. No, no, it's just black. It's black and, it's black and white, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, no, but in, in, in America they've got the blues oh, and everything. Know, so yeah. just to stick it to you, I would have liked to got the <laughs> The odd one out. You're already doing that with your iPhone 7 Plus. So, yeah. Oh, this one here, the black one? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, what colour is your iPhone 7 Plus? Yeah, rose gold. Pink. Yeah, um, rose gold. So, Pixel on sale today. Uh, we both published our reviews yesterday. Let's let's talk about this phone. It, it's hyped massively, massively yeah. hyped, made by Google, phone by Google. Even the back of it says phone by Google, made yeah. in Taiwan. It doesn't well, mention another. Why, why is the people think this is the first phone? That, like, people are writing this. Even, even tech, other tech sites are saying it's the first phone they've ever made. It's and But it's not like they set up a factory. It's still yeah. HTC making yeah, it. Exactly. It's just that they've done a deal with the mobile phone company to make it as an OEM as yeah. opposed to with their own brand. Now, Google's they used to own Motorola, remember? that They made one of the previous ones, but that's they're gone. Google's defence, that's actually a good point. Google's defence is that what they're saying is this is the first phone that they internally have designed and, and handed over the internal and software designs to. Yeah. 
I can't imagine they actually sat down and went, we want this circuit to sit here, we want this resistor here, and we want this capacitor there. I just don't believe that for a second. But they're trying to they're trying to break new ground here. They're trying to say, actually, put all the stuff we've done before behind us. Yeah. This is the future of Google yeah. hardware. Now, to their job. credit, yeah, yeah. they've done a great job, right? Great job. Now, let's just talk negatives first. Let's, you know what? Let's do negatives first yeah. so that we can get yeah, those first. out of the way. Sure. It is a very different design in terms of the back. Like it's got this kind of half glass, half yeah, um, yeah. aluminium. It is, though, very thick. It's a big phone. Um, in, in thickness, but I think that's a good thing because it feels comfy in the hand. I, I see holding the Moto Z, for example, which is stupidly thin without any of the cases on it, it just feels a bit strange. Yeah, good, no, but strange. No, I think the design uh, in mine is, in my mind, is not quite as, doesn't have the same finish as an iPhone. Right. Like, you know, you pick up the iPhone and you're thinking, whoa, like, this is good. And I don't know about the, the two tone back panel. I like it. Yeah, it's not too bad. I think it's it's a bit grippier, sort of the top half there. I'd prefer the whole thing was that because yeah. it is slippy. The aluminium phones are slippy in your hand, so yeah. that that um, shiny uh, glass style surface at the top would have been good all the way down because th- then it would have been grippier. One of the reasons I think they kept that there, the that sort of smoother white or black, uh, same finish as the front of the phone, or the, the top half of the rear mm-hmm. panel is just so that it wouldn't look like an iPhone. If that was all the same, just aluminium, yeah. it would look like an iPhone. That's just a point of difference, I thought. And, of course, they've got the fingerprint reader on the back, which is yeah. a handy location. Look, no external, no expandable storage is an issue for many. Yeah. Um, it's not an issue for me. But in, in the Android world, I think it's an issue because in, in if you line up all the Android phones in the world, there's not many that don't have external storage. And, you know, Samsung made that mistake and reverted back. So yeah. I would have thought you'd learn from Samsung. Here's my problem with that. Exactly right. I think if you want to if you want to if this phone is playing in the same grade as an iPhone, you want to have as many points of difference as you can. A, an expandable memory would have been one of those. In a retail a, store, you want an iPhone doesn't have expandable you, memory. You want you want to have quick fire top 3 reasons why this yeah. is better than an iPhone yeah. and expandable storage sounds it actually doesn't matter, but it sounds to a consumer like yeah. a good thing. And and even though you've got unlimited storage for your photos and videos, I wrote in my review, I said, would it, be, wouldn't it be great? Like, it's got a great screen. Like, it's AMOLED screen. It's a beautiful screen. Wouldn't it be great if you just had a whole micro SD card full of your content? You can just pop it in and enjoy it on this nice big five-and-a-half-inch screen. But now you've got to load it through Google or otherwise. Not waterproof? Yeah. I'm, I'm, Again, I'm just like, that. Yeah. how do they not we see that coming? We take that for granted now. I think, uh, like, if the iPhone's waterproof and water-resistant, we should say, uh, the Samsung's water-resistant, you know, I, I thought... That that would have really put this into another level if they'd had those features as well. They're the expandable memory, water resistant. Uh, yeah, I think that that's two opportunities missed there. I think I wrote in my it's sort of a couple of features short of a home run, which is what I, what I said. Which are those two features? Well, I think. And let me be sure. clear. I still gave it five stars. I still think it's an excellent phone, but it. it that's that's kind of credit to Google for what they've been able to produce, yeah. but I still think there's a bunch of things that people need to be aware of. Now, well, price is something we both agree is an issue, but we'll talk about that later when we when we talk about the whole kind of segment. Yeah. Um, negative Nelly wise, th- those are they're probably your top things. Yeah, yeah. Anything else? That'd be, that, that's that's it for me. There, there's plenty of positive features of the phone that I, I really like. If you want to start talking about them now, yeah, uh, sure. I think the. Um, you know the, the the cameras had a lot of attention, especially the DxO Mark. We talked rating. about that last week. Yeah, and and, and I tested it out, and I, and I got to say, it is a good camera. Great camera. And the point I made in my review was that I don't think it's any better than the iPhone Seven Plus. I actually put, I took the exact photo with both devices, 
and uh, I think they're about on par. There's maybe the the Google sort of renders blues a little bit different to to the to the iPhone and the greens, but. I think it's really subjective. I think they're about on par, the, the cameras, but it's still on its own uh, a, a really good camera. Yeah, it is. I think the camera camera is great. I have got to say that they spend a lot of time talking about their knowledge graph, their their artificial intelligence, yeah. and that led to their Google Assistant. Yes. Got to say, I, uh, I was kind of negative about it at first because I'm like, what are you going to need that for? And also my first try with it, was kind of disappointing. It's not like it was smart enough to read my emails or yeah. you know find me uh, a lot of stuff on the on the web. It just sends me web links. But then <clears throat> I started seeing its real advantage. And my main thing is, okay, Google, um, and it's not working. <laughs> okay, Google, the this thing is able to do voice recognition better than anything else I've ever done. And it has ex- said exactly that. This like, thing is mate, able to, I, there you go. I've and never what, seen anything like result? it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, you know, the voice recognition here with me talking normally without slowing down my voice yeah, is up. ridiculous. Yeah, wow. It made one mistake there, right? There you go. I'm telling yeah. you, mate, Siri yeah. is slow. Siri yeah. is Siri is miles behind Google in I this sense. And it happens, this voice recognition happens on the phone, not in the cloud like oh, Siri because you turn it in airplane yeah. mode, yeah. It, it can't get you the results, but it can listen to you. But, and find your files and things like that. If well, you like, I, I don't know. I don't know what it can do. Reminders and things like that. Right, but, right. But the, no, it is. What's interesting is the actual recognition of your voice is not sending an audio file off and sending it back. Yes. It's happening on the phone, man. It's good. Really, yeah, really I good. Think, I agree. I think Google Assistant is a, is a real standout of the of the device. But what I like is just how Android. It's just such an Android phone, and and that might sound funny, but um, there's no. There's no bloatware on it. It's really nicely, really smooth operating system. It's what it's what seven point oh one. It's nougat operating I think, system. I think that's it's what Google wants. Android you look experience. at the billboards, made by Google, phone by Google, all that kind of yeah. stuff. I think they're trying to not stick the middle finger to, but they're trying to make a point to the other manufacturers. This is a good operating system, yeah. and actually, maybe they've got research that says that's where Android falls behind is because people are comparing iOS to Samsung's Android or iOS to yeah. HTC's Android or whatever. Mm. If every Android phone had vanilla, plain, simple Android, mm. Android users would be incrementally happier. I genuinely believe that. I agree. That. I think this is the best version of Google. I think the, the – yeah, sorry, of Android. The, the Android experience is – I haven't had a better one on a phone. It's And what I like are the, the little enhancements that have been introduced where you're on your home screen – and if you just press on an icon, you've got these little yeah. tabs open up a little bit like the 3D press touch and hold. on an iPhone. But here's, and here's yeah. the great thing what that proves to me. 3D touch, completely useless. Like why do you create – again, Apple, think just think through this, right? Why do you create a technology that, that is so advanced that it often costs more too, that it, it can test the sense, it can understand the pressure you're putting on the screen, mm. when if you just had a tap and hold, yeah. it, it does the same thing. So uh, Google's done with – the same without the 3D, 3D touch, touch technology, yeah, the same thing that Apple's done with yeah, 3D true. touch. Yeah, I think um, no, you're right there. Oh, I quite like that feature. It's, it's great for the sh- your shortcuts. Mm. But I just the the whole the 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 feel of the phone, like you can access your apps really easily, and everything's right there at your fingertips. I like the fact that you got your little Google Draw that slides out to the top left corner yeah. there if you want to make a search. Uh, it, it's 
obviously Google have got all the keys to Android and they've, yeah. they've unlocked all the doors and, and given well, us a full Android experience. I think what's interesting here, just listening to you talk and kind of listening to myself back, is how much of this is just the new and clean version of Android yeah. that we're liking. If we put that <clears throat> onto a similarly specced uh, Sony or LG or Motorola, yeah. would we love the phone as much? I think so. Well, like I, I think they've actually yeah, done a really good job would, with the operating system. But I think the the advantage Google has here is similar to the advantage that Apple has. Apple make the operating yeah. system and the device. Here, well, Google technically made the device, but they've also coming in from the operating system side as well. So it's it's they've they've done an iPhone with an Android phone. So if they've got the, the the software and hardware that they've created together. So the difference, I think, with that argument, which is very very true, I get it. But again, in a couple of months, you'll see bunch of other phones looking exactly like that. You know, Kogan can bring out a phone that looks like this with, you know, stock Android. Um, the difference is Apple's hardware to software relationship is much more intrinsic. It's much yeah. more linked. You think about the, um, the, the walled garden they put around things like security and, and fingerprints, and they do a lot of work on the hardware that doesn't work without the software, and the software doesn't work without the yeah, hardware, true, true. whereas Android works on a bunch of other devices, yeah. and I haven't seen anything here that only would work because Google's made the phone. Yeah, but I, I get the feeling that Google want to achieve that they want to try to have that kind of feel to their device that they, that they are more yeah. linked together so it's it's like when microsoft created the surface yes. pro they've got it's their operating system on their device it felt a little bit better it felt a, a bit nicer it felt a bit more a bit, bit more and real it wasn't until microsoft did that that others learned what it should look like and that's just exactly what google's doing here they're trying to set the example for other phone companies what about another positive oh, battery my God. wow two things yeah this thing charges fast charging at a better rate than I've seen in most phones. Mm, and the, the critical thing, on any charger. Yeah. I plugged a Belkin USB-C cord into my USB PowerPoint. You know, you've got those yeah. as well. Yeah. And it fast charged. As well. Wow. Normally, you've got to plug it into some you know yeah, fancy, you the brick the, that the, came the with it. No, mate. Yeah. You plug this thing anywhere and it's fast charging. As, I think as long as it's getting 2 amp, maybe. Yeah. Um, but essentially, it doesn't require the special power brick like the Oppo or the Huawei and those yeah, do. Yeah, so that well. blew my mind. But secondly, mate, I've got to be honest, and I will say this very clearly, best smartphone battery I've used. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I agree there. It lasted... I think first time I got it out of the box, and I think it had about seventy percent charge in it. That lasted like twenty four hours. <laughs> that didn't even and longer. Well, I've had I've had a pretty crazy week where I've done like literally you know early start through to the radio show. So I'm, I'm yeah. doing like a sixteen hour yeah. solid usage of the phone before I'm even thinking about chilling out. Yeah. And not that I'm working hard. Let's be clear. I'm just <laughs> the, the day is long. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, and I've got to that the end of that point. It, it's 30 percent left. Yeah. I mean, I have that's not impressive. thought about charging my yeah, phone, and that's. Really impressive. That is, to me, what these phones should be. Now, if that's because it's a thick phone, bring on the thick phone, yeah, right? So what? what is the, I don't know. The the XL has like a 3350 or yeah. something like that milliamp okay. hour, which is obviously big. Yeah. So that's why I want to try the, the standard Pixel well, as well. I think it goes back to what we were saying before about how they've made the hardware, they've made the software, and that efficiency is obviously shining through in the battery. Another good thing, too, is that if you want to fast charge 15 minutes, you get another seven hours of battery life, which is remarkable. True, if you're out, if you're just about to head out and you think, oh, God, I've hardly got any battery, stick it into the charger for 15 yeah. minutes, you've got seven hours. <clears throat> so, look, I think, though, the issue that we both have, not specifically with this phone, but generally and again, this harps back to five years ago probably when we were talking about tablets. This is a this phone is priced to the dollar the same as the iPhone, which 
frustrates the hell out of me because I just yeah. think, who, who do you think you are? Why do you think you can just charge the same as Apple? Like it's yeah. just, you are Google. I get that. Google and Apple, two enormous companies. But just because you're enormous and you've got the money doesn't mean you can charge what they charge. Yeah. They have they have credibility. They have, um, you know, a market that they're continuing. They can increment their price however they want because they've created demand. You want to create demand for this thing? Holy crap. If this thing was seven ninety nine and or I said yeah, I think we said last week eight nine nine is still bloody great value, two hundred dollars off. Absolutely right. And and our issue and we talked about the Sony last week and we talked about this pricing last week a bit as well. But the bottom line is at nine 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 for the Sony Xperia XZ, for one oh seven nine to start in a pixel, for nine 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 for the Moto Z, which is super thin, but seriously, chill <laughs> yeah, out, people. It's not yeah. a, not an amazing phone. Well, uh, yeah. It just I I don't know why. And now I went in. I was at Chatswood the other day. My son was in some kind of uh, school choir performance, so we went to the Chatswood. So I had a bit of time. I walked, I went to a couple of Telstra stores, Telstra store, Vodafone store, and I did a bit of not secret shopping, but you know, asking questions. Two observations. Firstly, you go to um, Telstra store and they've got these tablets. They're actually services that, you know, you can touch screen and do things. So the, the, I saw the Huawei P9. I thought, I'll have a look at this. And on the tablet, I went compare. So it gives you a list. I want to compare it to the Samsung. You cannot compare in a Telstra store an Android phone to an Apple phone. <laughs> they will not let you sit them side by side yeah. on a on a computer screen showing the specs, right? That's ridiculous. So how's that an advantage or disadvantage yeah, I, for I, I any character? I think that's probably more from Apple's side than than the, I get a feeling that that's probably one of the well, things that Apple maybe not have allowed them to do. Well, but. I just I just think that Telstra is crazy for accepting that, given that well, it's on the internet everywhere. Yeah. Secondly. I said to the bloke, I said, mate, okay, mate, I'm thinking $95 plan, two-year contract, I'd love a new phone. I said, what can I get? He goes, oh, well, you can get the um, the Samsung, you can get an iPhone. Um, he said, but I'd wait. I said, oh, you really? He goes, oh, a couple of days, oh, mate. Yeah. And I, Chester was his name. Well done, Chester, Chester. at uh, Chatswood. Um, <laughs> Chester, Chester, Chester Chatswood. Chatswood. Oh, I didn't think of that. Anyway, I'm pretty sure that was what his name tag said. Anyway, anyway. He said, mate, there's a new Sony phone coming out, a new Google phone. I went, oh, okay, right. And then he, he showed me the Huawei. He said that was the best camera on the market. And I, you know what? I was impressed. Be, not, so I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm, not saying I'm the expert. I'm just saying yeah, I yeah. do deal with this stuff. I think I know a little bit. Yeah. And he knew his stuff. He was yeah. good. So that gave me confidence. Okay. But then I said, rightio, um, if I come back in three days, you've got this Google thing, the Samsung, you've got the Huawei, you've got the Sony. Apple, Sony. Yeah. What do I get? He goes, probably still the Samsung. Seriously? Yeah. The S7? Yeah. Wow. So this is this is the challenge, right? Google, Sony, they've yeah. all got they've got to compete well, with I that think- overarching market share dominance. Well, here's like here's what I think. I, I, the companies they price their devices how they perceive it should be in the market. So yeah. obviously they're going to think their device is the best, and they want it to be priced accordingly. Sure. And but I think you you take a look at the market now and it's Apple and Samsung competing first and second, and it's really let's be honest it's really a battle for third. They're not going to Google's not going to overtake Apple overnight or Samsung Sony they're not going to go near them. So it's really a battle for third. Which can, and, remember, and do you remember? Yeah. Do you remember our conversation with John remember. Featherston five years ago yes, when he said they wanted yeah, to be number be three? three? Yeah, they want to be number three. And, and I said, look, okay, well. So my opinion of this is that, okay, you're positioning yourself in that same bracket. Uh, in the case of the Google Pixel, you're going to see people compare it with an iPhone, the Samsung. iPhone's water-resistant, the Google isn't. All these the, all these comparisons. Because before anyone's going to commit to, a, a, a two-year contract or B, mm. over a 1000 bucks, 
They've done their homework. They've probably read your review, my review, and listening to what we have well, to say. Well, that's the end. You've read mine and yours. That's it. That's Why would it. you read anything else? Absolutely. But l- let's talk about there are others. Just, I've just posted Wait, my sorry. Sony. Are there other people doing this? <laughs> yeah, I think there is. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I just posted my Sony uh, Xperia XZ review. And again, great phone. But I don't think it play. It's not a first grade phone. If, if we're talking football teams, this isn't a first grader. It's it's just off that. It's just below that because mm. the Xperia XZ is as a good phone. Doesn't have a quad HD screen. Uh, is has a has a slower pro- or an older processor. Has a version uh, an older version of Android. So right away, if you could just sat this beside the Pixel, so Android to Android, you can think, okay, Google's got this. The only thing that Google doesn't have that Sony has is water resistant. So you're wondering, okay, am I going to pay top dollar for some features that are better on another phone, or what do I do? And then, then of course, that's not even that's just talking Android. That's not even bringing the iPhone into the picture. So, so what's going to happen? So I like your analogy. I'm going to take it one step further. I don't think we're talking first grade. I don't think we're, t- think we're talking test match. I think we're talking kangaroos, right? Kangaroos is a small, much smaller group of people. Yeah. So you've got Apple and Samsung are playing in the test match side right now. Yeah. These guys all want to be selected for their country. Yeah. Sony's only getting in because someone gets injured, right? Yeah. Google's a chance of getting on the bench, right? Well, that's a good point, And, and Samsung yeah. is injured, yeah. right? That's, that's a great point. Because the note, the note drama... Is going to open the door if if, if there's like a cut bloody hammy injury. Yeah, is, are they going to make it to the next test? Yeah, absolutely right. I think if 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 you're an Android user, so take iPhone off the table for for, for a minute. If you want to stick with Android, I think the winner of all this is going to be the Google Google Pixel because you're going to see. Yeah. I think Sam is someone who's an Android fan. They've seen the Note Seven. Do they stick with Samsung or do they go to this really new device spec'd up? Yep. Do they go that path? I think that that's the that's going to favour. I think Google this situation. Meanwhile, down in New South Wales Cup, <laughs> the phones we talked about last week under four hundred dollars. I just yeah. want to give you a quick anecdotal story uh, before we wrap it up. Last week, there's a the guy at the radio show that I do, the the panel operator, John. John, he's a young bloke. I'm going to say. Yeah. Not 20 yet. I'm just going to say young. Like he's probably yeah. 18, 19, right? Yeah. He's, he might be old. I don't know. Anyway, he's he's got an old Galaxy S5 or something. And I've got phones coming in all the time. So I said, mate, have, yeah, have this. Give it a go. I gave him the Oppo F1S. Yeah. That's a $259 phone, right? Yeah. Came back the next day. Wow, he said. What about the fingerprint scanner? He goes, I've bootloaded it. I've put a better better operating <laughs> system on it because I didn't like that. Yeah. Anyway, so then the next week, next a couple of days later, I took him the R9s, uh, big big screen because I thought yeah. maybe he wants the big screen. So oh, still Oppo, yeah, yeah. Wait for this, right? Last night, this is he's, he's an idiot for a start because he hasn't, hasn't twigged to my whole game. But last night he comes and he goes, "Here's the phones back." I went, "Oh mate, you didn't need to bring it back so soon." He goes, "No, no, I bought the F1s." He went to Optus. He's an amazing customer and bought two hundred fifty nine dollars and bought the Oppo F1s. Right? Yeah. I said, "All oh, right," that's, and he said to me. He said, look, the R9's just a bit too big for me. And performance-wise, I could tell it was better. I could tell it was snappier, but not enough to matter. Now, that's 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 really interesting observation for me from someone who's clearly a little bit more savvy than than the elder generation. But this is – if that's what the younger generation are thinking, then, yeah, Samsung's got some problems because this is a stock vanilla Android, and I think people will love what Google's done with Android. And I think that if – Oppo, Huawei, and again, if Sony and Motorola play in that, you know, three to six hundred dollar price range yeah, with 
good quality device, great camera, stock Android, they win. They win it's huge favour. It's interesting you mentioned Oppo. Like I was on my segment on with Chris Smith on GB yesterday. We uh, someone called in. I think we were someone asked about oh look what what about this brand Oppo? Are they any good? And I said oh, well absolutely. They have got the F1s. They have got the R9. And we just then had a flood of emails and calls from people saying, "Yeah, I've got an Oppo, I love it." Yeah. So they're, they're like, the people got to realise that it's it's doesn't the world doesn't stop at Apple and Samsung. There's all these other choices, and we spoke about those under four hundred, which we, which you mentioned. They are the, the that's where people are playing. That the, the the bulk of the market is in that range. All these premium phones are good, but to your point, Sony and Moto and Google, they got to realise that there's a healthy market just below where they're trying to be. And, and the proof of that to me, I, I took the Moto Z, the Sony Xperia XZ and the Google Pixel on the Today Show yesterday and I was forced, as we always are, to say, just pick pick your favourite child here. Yeah. And I went, I'm going to take the Sony because I would take the Sony out of those three because I actually really like the design of the Sony. Yeah. I do like that Sony's camera. I think the, the autofocus and exposure is excellent yeah. and I think the, sc- the screen's good. They make good screens. Yeah. Out of those three, I would choose the Sony, but I'm also not spending $1,000. So I, yeah. I just, in, in reality, if I only if I was out of this game and had to buy a phone, I would not spend $1,000. I would spend 800 or 600 just, just on the Sony, I think if my point I made in my review is that if you're if you're in the Sony family, if, if you've got a PlayStation Four, you're in the family. Mm-hmm. It's suitable because you've yes. got your play, PS4 remote yeah. play. The camera's great, and if if you're in a quality, if you want to take quality images, big tick. If you're into high res audio, again, it can play high res yeah. audio. Another big tick. So if you if you are if you appreciate quality in those areas, and you're already a Sony customer, then the, no brainer. There's your new phone. Uh, Stephen's uh, Google Pixel and Sony Xperia XZ reviews are up now at techguide.com.au. You can read my Pixel review at eftm.com.au. You are listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, we already uh, are both Vodafone customers. Mobile customers. We Mobile are. customers. And, and we, ha- we have to say that now because next year it's all going to change. Absolutely. Yeah, well, the uh, it was a surprise to read that uh, from next year, Vodafone is going to get into the fixed broadband market. I think the point that their CEO made, uh, I can't pronounce his name. Inaki Barueta. Barueta. They're very nice, mate. Interviewed him last night, so I spent a lot of time practising. <laughs> well, the point he made that that we, you know, obviously we all we all want data, we got, we're streaming our content and everything, and we it's a combination of our mobile data and then when we're home on our on our home Wi-Fi. And he he made the point to say that Customers are interchangeable with the technology, but the telcos aren't. Mm. So he wants to create this fixed broadband service, which will be part of the NBN, Mm. fixed broadband service that will complement your mobile service. So I I can imagine that this would be a deal where if you're a mobile customer, you're going to get a great deal on fixed Fixed mobile yeah. as well, fixed broadband as well. So look, Telstra and Optus have offered bundles for years, right? You have if you've got your home broadband and you have your mobile, you get a bit of a discount. So people are aware of the bundling; it's a very common thing. Vodafone. It was really interesting talking to Inyaki last night because there's two things I kind of took from the conversation, which was firstly, this is not possible without the NBN, right? Because they don't want to do a deal with Telstra to resell the copper network and all that kind of stuff. So the NBN is a completely independent wholesaler, and anyone can sell it. So Vodafone's just like everyone else in that sense. Mm-hmm. But here's what he said: He said because we don't have legacy products, 
we we don't have we can be more price competitive. So basically, I took from that insinuation that let's say Ionet, let's say they've got a fifty nine dollar ADSL plan, they're not going to offer a thirty nine dollar NBN plan because all their ADSL customers are going to go, whoa, what? What are you doing here? Exactly, yeah. So basically, they're holding on to their profit margin in their ADSL business by creating a profit margin in the NBN that matches, yeah. whereas he's saying. We're just going to offer they've a great got, deal. Got nothing to, He's no going to come out and just go, here's our price, yeah. which is really interesting to me. Um, and and the other thing was that, yeah, the insinuation that it'll be, you know, in some way linked to the mobile, not just bundling, but, you know, maybe there'll be data sharing. Maybe there'll be a Telstra Air style, you know, yeah. Wi-Fi capability. Who I'm, knows? I'm, I'm, I'm envisaging just a massive pool of data you can use between your mobile and at home. I think there'll be a limit. I would love that, but I think there'd, there'd have to be a limit on, on data yeah. usage on the mobile. Maybe, but I think if you're a Vodafone mobile customer, Obviously, you're going to get looked after. Well, there's no doubt about that, right? And here's the thing: they um, they've got you know a couple, a few million mobile customers. Five point five million, actually. They're doing okay, but I'm just going to say it's a few million because five point five million accounts does not equal uh, customers in my view. There could be a lot of mobile broadband hotspots and things, but they've got great customer satisfaction. They've got great customer service. All they all they need to do is get a percentage of those people to to sign up. Absolutely. And and the, the tipping point is next year there'll be there'll be four million Aussie homes on the NBN, yep. and then it obviously grows from then on. There's no date as to when this will happen. I asked him if it'll be January one. He said no. I said should we so go through? I said should we go through the <laughs> through other 364 days? He said no. <laughs> but you know, look, it'll probably be late 2017 to be honest. Yep. But um, but yeah, if you are an NBN connected home, then you'll have the ability to sign up to Vodafone's home broadband. And you know what? This is a good reminder to people now. When you're getting the NBN connected. Maybe don't sign up to 24-month contracts because the next 24 months is actually going to be the most competitive yeah. uh, in broadband in some time. And I think Vodafone, we should mention, have, have kind of led, they've led the way in a few in the mobile space. I think they were the first to offer unlimited calls and texts. Mm. They also had the $10 per gigabyte data add-on yep. and the $5 a day roaming. My mix, you know, the ability yeah. to make your own plan. Yeah. Well, the $5 a day roaming, we're both big fans of that. Yeah. And, uh it's the, the, again them being first to market with those products, and hopefully they'll have the same similar kind of uh, initiative with their fixed broadband. Yeah, I think they will, and I think we'll expect a real price shake up. So details of that and on Stephen's website techguide.com.au. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. And we do it all thanks to the good people at Netgear and uh, little Arlo Q just staring at us right here in the studio under Kylo Ren's arm. Is that Kylo Ren? Okay, just checking. I got it right. I'm really not good with names. Uh, I know the bloke in the middle is Darth, but that's a stormtrooper, right? Yeah. What's this bloke here? That's the uh, the dark trooper from Rogue One. Okay, fair enough. Anyway, in, in eight weeks. Can't wait. Um, uh, Arlo Q sitting here uh, because Stephen's worried that his kids are going to come in and mess with his toys. And what the Arlo Q allows him to do is continuously record. So 24-7 recording, um, vo- vo- uh, audio and video, high definition. So from your smartphone, you can not only see but hear what's going on. You can have a two-way conversation with the person that's in the room. If they're if the kids are on the PlayStation, you can say, oi, go and do the dishes. Um, but importantly, you've got 24-7 monitoring. So if you wanted to have uh, a rollback, scrollback and find out what happened at a certain time, you can do that with the Arlo Q, uh, the Arlo, A-R-L-O range of smart home security cameras available from Netgear at netgear.com.au. Well, speaking of PlayStation, as I just uh, mentioned here, as you're monitoring heavily, I see you're monitoring with the Arlo, the PlayStation VR. Yes. Um, 
We didn't speak about this last week no, we because we'd only just kind of got them and they were only it was only available on the day we recorded, but sold out already. So good luck, everyone. No need to talk about it, right? But look, um, there are going to be more shipments. There, you might be lucky to get one before Christmas if you pre-order now. But I've got to say, mate, I my original feelings about PlayStation VR when I first used it, which was after you first used it with the Morpheus at IFA, yeah. um, was that it was sensational. It was a game changer, and it still is because it's a great VR uh, headset. But it's the it's the movement. That, that creates a whole new world. The mm-hmm. fact that I can stand in a, a fake uh, mechanics workshop doing a job and actually look around, move around, the fact that I can be in a shark cage and walk back and forward, yeah. left and right, the fact that in London Heist I can stand behind a desk and duck and yeah. weave and, I mean, it is... You do look like a total goose when people are watching you do it, but it is a lot is of fun. spot on. And, um, and for $549, it's ridiculous. Now, let's do negatives again first, um, as we did with the Pixel. Uh, the, the, the resolution wasn't as impressive as I remember it to be. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's just because I was so overwhelmed with it first. But, you know, I felt like I was watching through a fly screen. I feel like I can see the pixels, right? So in, in Drive Club, which is obviously the first thing I wanted to play, sitting in my race seat with my steering wheel, looking around. I've never driven so well in my life big, on a computer game. I won my race, by the way. I smashed I it. it. I lapped them. Yeah, um, because because up the Ferrari a bit, though. Because you can look through the corner. Now, yeah. people don't realise this. Look in your rear view mirrors, the side mirrors, the rear view mirror. If you don't do this now when you're driving. Look over your shoulder if you want. If you don't do this now when you're driving, please take some driver training because they actually <laughs> teach you this. You shouldn't be looking at the car ahead. You should be looking at the road further ahead. Like, you're, you're your eyes will will look at what's ahead of you, but if you look further through the corner, you'll have a better run at okay, the corner. So and when it. racing, that's critical. So I'm able to look a little bit to the right on a right-hand bend where the normal PlayStation wouldn't be looking because it's just a fixed view out the front, yeah. and it really changes so, the experience. So you wore the VR while you were sitting at the, yes. the wheel because I just had the controller in my oh. head. Yeah, wow. Oh, man, this but was it, real. It is, I think. What, so what so people... I just felt that oh, I felt like I could see the pixels, right? Yeah. I, I, I felt it's amazing. It, it looked good. I, I thought it looked pretty good, and uh, I like the demo disc you get with it. It gives you a nice taste of all the games, yeah. and I like the fact that there's so many titles from launch because they've been they've been developing this for like we used this a year and a half ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's good they've given developers plenty of lead time to come up with some really impressive games. There's like 50 titles at yeah, launch, which be is a couple hundred. incredible. Um, the the thing for me is that it that we talk about negatives. The cost of ownership is is pretty high. Like not not just the VR itself, which, which is reasonable. Five fifty is okay, but you've got to have a the, the PlayStation camera. Yeah, that's another eighty nine bucks. Yeah. That doesn't come with the VR. I just think that if you look at there's two million PlayStation fours in Australia. Yes. I reckon there's three hundred thousand have got a camera already. Probably. So you're just building your market. But if that you way. want a VR, it's five fifty. Add another eighty nine bucks for the camera. And of course, you need to have a PS4. So, it, it, if there's only if there's one negative, you got to find it's that there there is some little hidden cost there. That oh, I have. totally get that. I just yeah. think that their smart retort to that is we're not actually selling to non PlayStation owners right now. We're, Absolutely, we're really yeah, selling to the to the uninitiated, well, and, and we pre- want to bring people. They've already converted. The, the customers are already gamers, and this is a great on ramp for people to experience virtual reality and not just looking at a photo in 360 degrees this is an environment created for VR we we got to remember that you know with Samsung got their their gear VR and all these other all those other devices all these other VR headsets that you put a phone inside and you can watch a video and do those sorts of things this is that on steroids this is oh. totally different 
it, the environment and and this is here, it, look some if, games that that are that are because you're immersed in them so much. I think you you uh, your emotions are different in the game as well. I think that there's like there's games that they're like. Have you played Here They Lie and no. Rush of Blood? There's some no. really seriously disturbing games where. It's okay, like playing them in a big room like this, and you can sort of see side to side. But when you're immersed in VR, there's you cannot see anything but the world you're in. Mm. I think that's going to take the experience to another level, mate. If Sony's Gear VR with a smartphone and your eyeballs is figure skating in the in the Winter Olympics, this thing is like ex, ex, extreme games, you know, level. This is like it's just it's, it's they're just so far apart. It's amazing. And it is brilliant. Like it's so hard to find negatives. I mean, that's that's the great thing about talking about negatives. It's hard to find them. I, I look. I took it to 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 UE and and sat it in the in the green room and just let people play with it all day. Um, I showed people Shark Tank, and because so, that's the feeling where you can move around and the London heist in the car, so the getaway. Because I think the getaway is amazing because you can open the door of the car, you can open the glove box, you can you can yeah. shoot the car, you can look out, you can look out can, the door behind you. Shoot, shoot out the window. I it's mean, great. It's insane. Well, it is good but because the hands uh, are in the game as well with the motion controllers. Yeah, well, the move controllers the move again. Controllers. You need those as well. That's right. But can no, I, can oh, I, I please? If you're buying a PlayStation VR, buy the move controllers because well, to, to use it. your hands, it's ridiculous I in the game. It's the sort of thing where you go big or go home. If you're gonna, if you want to really enjoy it, then spend the money. Just tell your wife it was five hundred and forty-nine dollars. Don't tell her about the extras. <laughs> Just don't show her the credit card bill. Yeah. But I've got a little confession to make. Playing those games I mentioned, Here They Lie and, and Rush of Blood, yeah. like I'm playing here in my theatre, okay? So, And I normally play at night by myself, okay? And because you've got your headphones in, you've got the earphones plugged yeah. in, you yeah. can't hear anything. Yeah. So anyone could come up behind you and go, ah, yeah. <laughs> and you oh, just yeah, don't know yeah, what's yeah. going to happen. I lock the door. I lock the door that I'm in. When I'm in, the room, in this room, I can lock that door because I don't want anyone coming in and – and tapping me on the shoulder, I'd be just go through the ceiling. So that's they're the sort of, and I'm thinking like, because I was, thinking, I want, I want to play this, but I think my son was out and he wasn't home yet, and I'm, I'd be on the VR and he, just, he disturbed me. I didn't, I didn't want to, I didn't want to risk can it. We, can we pull up the RLQ vision? <laughs> I actually did video myself. I put it on Twitter and and I videoed myself doing a bunch of stuff. And to be honest, um, I the last game I played it was on the demo disc. I think it was no, it might have been a different game. It's this kind of uh, it might be rigs where you're kind of a machine and you're walking yeah, it's around. Rig, it's rigs mechanized. You're yeah. walking around and you it's walk like through this thing, mate. I took the headset off. Went, no, that's do- that's it. I'm, that I felt dizzy, mate. What about out. you? Want to be dizzy? I think there's a demo on the demo disc is Eve Valkyrie. No, no not happening. Because well, it's like a, it's like a flight, like you're flying a spacecraft. But I felt car sick after a bloody car racing drive club. <laughs> Well, that's it, it, it's a good point, actually. We should mention the fact that, and you told me this earlier, that anyone it's not recommended for anyone under 12. It's It shouldn't be used. Not recommended. It shouldn't yeah. be used by kids under 12. Well, so, And that, that applies to Gear VR, everything, right? I yeah. see I see people in the street giving kids, and Rob, our uh, our good listener down in Goulburn, sent me uh, a photo. He was in Sydney recently, and he took a photo of like the tram information people. They've got kids wearing VRs to learn about trams. I'm like, get them off. Now, look, I'm not being a narc. I'm just saying that the recommendation from yeah. the specialists is kids under 12 shouldn't be using it. And my kids would love to use it. Don't get me yeah. wrong. But why, the whole why thing. Is that there, though? Why do you think that is, though? So I haven't obviously spoken to a specialist, but reading, in reading what I have, it's because kids are still developing. Their eyes, their brains still developing. And if you create this weird disconnection between 
the real world and also it, it messes with their eyes because they're mm-hmm. they're they're not looking forward their 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 focal points oh everything's just yeah, well. being screwed with right so it's mm-hmm. it's it's, an, it's a risk and yeah I'm, I'm like you know what kids trust me if i'm still doing this in five years the next thing will be even better so don't worry about it like it's all good <laughs> so how soon before what well, jackson he won't be 12 for another few years yet no three no, years. another two years, two, years two, two and a half years so Jeez, so they must be looking at Dad saying, "Geez, Dad, let us play, will you?" You can't, mate. They got enough. They got enough bloody toys, so it's all good. But anyway, look, this thing is sensational. I couldn't recommend it highly enough. It is, to be honest, I can't imagine something topping it for Christmas gift. What's what's Microsoft going to do? What's Xbox going to do? I think they're just going to wait it out. You think about it, right? This is this is going to be. It's not. People aren't going to rush out and buy the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. So, so what they're losing out here is just just PlayStation uh, users, right? I don't think. Too, sorry, you got to remember that PlayStation are also going to release their Pro um, yeah. version of the PS4 in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I think Microsoft is going to t- tread water, and, and you know, probably a small small bump on the radar for them until Hololens is ready for for a similar yeah, Xbox Holo- integration. Hololens is five grand, like it's, yes, it's, but that's now. No, yeah, I'm talking right. two years. Well, I'm talking in two well, years. They will announce an Xbox HoloLens for yeah. 800 bucks that will blow your mind. If, if they get started now, it's going to take 18 months to come to market with, with launch titles. So it's... It, you know what, I'm just going to... I have to interrupt because my phone's ringing and I've noticed this now twice. I think, and I may be wrong, but I think Google, Pixel, is using Google to work out who's calling. You know, I think it could also come from your email, from Gmail as well. In fact, no, iPhone does that as well. iPhone, oh, no, but iPhone, you get a call, and underneath it says "could be such and that, such." So it doesn't say "could be." So I, I rang a one eight hundred number yesterday, Did you? Um, a customer service <laughs> one. It was not a double double five. And and while I was on the phone, it changed from the number to the company. I re- I'm going to check that, but I think that anyway, we digress badly. So I think in two and a half years, Xbox will launch a headset. That is augmented reality with, with HoloLens technology and on board. Yeah, that, that will that smash sense. PlayStation out of the market. So they'll do like a gaming version of HoloLens. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Thank you. Oh, thanks, thanks, Tim. <laughs> uh, our PlayStation VR reviews available at eftm.com.au and techguide.com.au. Well, the mobile market, we've been talking about smartphones for quite some time. And and, the, and when people buy their smartphones and not enter a contract, it gives them a lot of choices when it comes, oh, to, right, uh, folks. When it comes to a mobile plan. Because don't forget, if you've you got a phone, you need a, you need a SIM card as well. And our good mates at Google, at Google not Google, at Kogan Mobile have uh, are celebrating their first birthday. Would you believe it's already a year since they partnered with Vodafone? You know, it's the it's the oldest Kogan Mobile they've ever had. Yeah, exactly. First one didn't last a year. Kogan Mobile, yeah, that's right. They did have a, a previous incarnation, didn't they? But yes. Kogan Mobile are partnered with Vodafone a year ago, and they're offering a really interesting uh, new deal to entice customers to their to their service. And I think for the first for the the deal is this. You get a twelve gig, twelve gig of data, unlimited calls, unlimited texts, for four dollars ninety. Oh, and it's ridiculous, that's right? A, that's a, and that, that's the headline. But you read the fine print; it does say that that's for the first thirty days, and then it reverts to forty nine ninety per month after yeah. that. I mean, this it's still great. It's still if you, see, this is the thing: the prepaid people on prepaid 
have the ability to shop around. That's the number one advantage of being on prepaid. So the fact that you can go to Kogan this month, and I don't think you're going to change after one month, but okay, after two or three, just find another great deal. There's always great deals out there. And so why not cop 12 gig for five bucks? Five bucks. That's awesome. And and I think what what this is doing is it's building awareness of the, the, the value that's out there. I think you... It's, it's pretty simple. If you own your phone, you're in charge. If you don't own your phone, you're on a plan, the telco's in charge. Mm. So who, if you want that sort of control, I think it'd be worth spending the money up front, buying your device, owning your device, and then shopping around. Because in the long run, you're going to save money and you're also going to have a plan that meets your needs because you sign up for a two-year contract today Who's to say what your 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 usage and your your needs will be That's in twelve right. months' time? Yeah. That could be outdated. I, I do know a lot of people getting off a iPhone uh, six plans that signed up to five gig a month, which at the time was enormous. Now it wouldn't last them a week. So having that flexibility, owning your device. Is, is important and it, it gives you then access to deals like this Kogan mobile deal where you get a lot of a lot of data, a lot of value for your money. Happy birthday, Kogan Mobile. $4.90, great deal. Um, hopefully we'll uh, see another deal in uh, 12 months from now if you make it uh, <laughs> two years. No, they will. There's no drama there. They, They're flying, are they, they Kogan, Kogan yeah, Mobile? They struggled first time around, but that was because well. of a third-party uh, provider in the middle. But this time they've partnered up with Vodafone and they'll do very well. So happy birthday and good luck to everyone who uh, takes uh, the $4.90 recharge deal. Well, this was an interesting one to me because often we get a, a press release or whatever, and um, you kind of you got to you got to make a decision what you can do. You can't write about everything, you can't talk about everything, so it's just a tough thing. But I kind of got prodded a few times to look at this app called Kodak I Moments. Have, I've been prodded too, and, and I've got to say I haven't done anything, but. I'm, uh, I'm after what after what I've heard about it mm. and what you're about to say, yeah. I could be tempted to do so, something. So, co- uh, you know, Kodak, I kind of go, I feel like it's just one of those kind of um, um, brands that just gets sold now to other people, but it's um, Kodak Moments is the name of the app. I nearly couldn't find yeah, it. You nearly couldn't find it on my <laughs> I website. Now, the reason I was a bit blur about it was because it felt like it was just another social network, right? When you open it and you upload a photo, it's kind of like Instagram. You're just putting photos on Instagram. It's a bit different because it kind of says to you, what do you want to remember about this photo in five years? It's a little bit more inspirational like that. But essentially, it is another social networking app with two big differences. Firstly, the photos are uploaded in full quality. So Full resolution. So you uploaded to Kodak's server, yes. so it's Kodak's cloud. When you add your photo to Kodak Moments, it's uploading the whole photo. Yeah. It's there as a full resolution because when you put it on Instagram or Facebook, they get compressed. Yes. And that's that's good for storing memories, But and it's great for as a social network to kind of look back. But I don't see it taking off in that way. What really matters about this is the ability to print. You can print from the app, right? So you go, okay, I want uh, I want some six by fours of this. I want a canvas of that. I want this one on a mug. I want to make a photo book. You can draw from moments that you've uploaded to Kodak already. You can pull down your Instagram and Facebook if you want. And then bingo, it gets printed in Melbourne at Kodak's Labs in Melbourne and sent to you within a couple of days. Actually, really good value. It's like 15 cents for a six by four print, a couple of bucks for postage. You get 30 or 40 photos printed. Yeah, Bob's your uncle. Yeah, I think uh, see one one thing that you know, obviously Kodak was a massive company in at the during the film days of, mm. of photography. Uh, I think that they're obviously staying relevant in the digital age. But one thing that we don't do that we did when when Kodak was was selling film and we had film cameras, 
you had no choice but to have your that's photos right. processed. We and weren't printed. all just carrying around negatives going, oh, these are nice. That's right. So you, you printed your photos. The, the, the issue with digital photography now is that I think it's, the figure is something like 7% of all photos taken are ever printed. I think it's even less lower, the, oh, the figure. Yeah. It's really low. Yep. So here is Kodak playing to their strengths once again, obviously giving you the opportunity to take some great photos, but also to print them out and to put them in a frame and to keep them as, as, you, would, uh, as you would have done beforehand. And, you know, as many people do now, there's this canvas prints, there's photo books, yeah. there's a whole bunch of things. It's a great gift as well, isn't it? It, it is. It's it an awesome gift. gift. Yeah. My, my wife makes a uh, kind of a, um, a calendar every year f- uh, of photos for one of the grandparents, and it's just a great way to do it. And I think the thing is you've got all these um, photos stored on your smartphone. What are you doing with them? You're going to forget where they are. The intelligence is getting great. You can now search. Like I can search my Google Photos for red car and I find all the red cars I've driven. You know, I can search for Harrison and find all the Harrison photos. It's all very easy to do. But um, there is something very special. We've got a couple of um, what they call poster candies where we've printed out our Instagrams in the house. They're really, really nice. They're nice and they look good in your home too. They're lovely memories. And I think think Kodak's um, smart here because, you know, let's not kid ourselves. They missed the digital age. They struggled, right? But to come back now looking at the kind of the printing aspect of it from the smartphone is critical. This graph I found the other day is is just staggering. I've got my phone in, in portrait only mode. But that's digital camera sales uh-huh. over the years. It's just plummeted. Digital camera sales have plummeted, right? Because we're just going, oh, I don't need a bloody camera. I've got a smartphone. You've got, phone. But well, you've got well, 10,000 yeah. photos on your smartphone. How many of them can you show people with, with ease at home? Print them out, folks. Put them yeah. up on the wall. That's why the only like <coughs> companies like Canon, uh, they're seeing obviously sales of digital SLRs are the, so the, the high-end cameras are still doing very well because your smartphone I don't think will ever replace a DSLR. No. But – Geez, they're trying hard though, aren't they? Well, they are, but I think that true photographers aren't going to just have a phone in their pocket. They're going to have a decent camera. But uh, you're right. Try to find just a little compact camera nowadays. You you can't do it because the the phone – the, the camera on your phone is better than anything that was on the market in that in that category. So, yeah. all good. The the quality now we're seeing. Well, look, this Sony Xperia XZ's got a twenty three megapixel camera on board. It's crazy. And so, buying a camera any less than that, you're going to pay good money for a camera that's probably not as good as what's already on a phone. Kodak Moments is what it's called. I've got the details at eftm.com.au. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long. Well, Stephen, gee whiz, those bacon legs have inspired us to one of uh, one of our great shows. We're giving solid value to our audience here as well um, with, a, with a world record time. Not quite world record, but uh, we are really pushing it. But that's okay because we still have two minutes to go. Yes. Which really means about six or seven if we're on. Too fast. Uh, Stephen, Stephen's minute reviews. And this one... Honestly, looks great on the on the desktop, folks. Absolutely, yeah. This is the Samsung CF591 uh, curved monitor. It's 27 inches, full HD, really nice design. The, the bezel on the outside is almost non-existent, so you, all you're seeing is a screen. Now, having a curve on a monitor is different to having a curve on a television. For a start, curve on a TV, you're sitting a few metres away from it, and it's okay. 
But a curve on a monitor where you're sitting half a metre away from it really makes a bit of a, mm. a big difference, especially if you're watching a movie or playing a game. So it does have that real immersive effect. Um, the, you, you can connect, obviously, your computers. You can connect – I connected a Blu-ray player. You connect a gaming console. So it's, it can be a multi-entertainment device apart from being just a computer monitor. The design is really slick as well. The back's white. It's got a nice silver uh, bezel on the front. And uh, it's it's easy to tilt up and down. Swiveling it side to side is is a little bit tough. You got to actually move the whole compute the whole monitor if you need to sort of view it at an angle. Uh, but apart from that, I think uh, good quality. So it's got full HD resolution, picture quality. You got three thousand to one contrast ratio. So you you know, like I watched Blu-ray movies on this, played a couple of games on it. So it, it did look really good. Really, really nice black levels as well. And if you're a gamer, which is really important, it's got AMD FreeSync technology. So it syncs to the same refresh rate as the content you're streaming in. So that extra, there's no latency. So if you're playing a game, uh, that makes all the difference. So they've, they've really looked after that. It's also got eye saver mode. So uh, it, it can it can reduce that blue light emission and the flickering so, so your eyes don't get too tired. But overall, I think uh, the one one probably downside of it is it's, it's a bit expensive. It's like five hundred and fifty dollars so for a full HD only. That's terrible. Full HD only, yeah. If it was a, f- a quad HD or four K monitor, then uh, it has you, to be you quad have HD me. to get it. Is yeah. it twenty seven inch? It's twenty seven inch. Yeah, for so twenty seven inch, I struggle to use something that's only HD. Yeah, that, that that's probably the only downside of it. I think is that is that it's expensive. Pretty critical well, downside. The, the, the other downside is that I think they could have put they could have put a USB port in it and maybe some other, maybe a second HDMI port to make it a multi multi use device. But uh, apart from that, I, I quite liked it. It's uh, five forty nine ninety five. The twenty seven inch CF five nine one from Samsung. Two blokes talking tech. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fenwick. Hey, Stephen, uh, a little uh, little portable drive, a pocket drive? Yeah, the iPocket drive is, let's just call it a USB drive for your iPhone. On one end is a, is a regular USB uh, port, so you can a plug so you can put it into your computer, drag and drop all your content. On the other side is a lightning plug, so it can stick straight into your iPhone or your iPad. Now, getting content on and off an iPhone and iPad isn't the easiest thing in the world, but imagine having this device with all your favorite content, so you can simply plug it into your iPhone or iPad. The app automatically opens up, so you can then see uh, a file or all your files, whether they're your movies, your your, your videos, sorry, your photos, your music are all accessible uh, from the iPocket drive. So it's great if you're going on a trip. Uh, it, it is an easy way to access all your content. You can carry it around with you. It's pretty small. It can, can fit in your, fit in the palm of your hand. It does then, uh, it does, as soon as you connect it, it does give you a link to the app store to download the companion app. So that, uh, and every time you connect it, it also opens that up automatically as well. Uh, it's available in three capacities, 8 gig, 16 gig, 32 gig, priced at 40 45 and $55 respectively, and it's from our mates at simtechtech.com. Check it out, techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fenwick. Well, that's a wrap, Stephen. Episode 274, uh, done and dusted uh, here on Two Blokes Talking Tech. Thanks to the good people at Netgear. We will um, we'll have to work out exactly. Oh, my God, no. I was just going to request bacon and eggs next week, no, but we've got a here. huge breaking news story. <laughs> I'm not here. I'm on a, taking my wife and I are taking a little holiday. 
Can you come back and give me bacon and eggs? <laughs> yeah, of course I can. Week no, oh, next week. <laughs> no, not Just next week. Back. Not next week. I can't, but we're going to take a little break next week and we'll be back the following week. So it'll be early November when we record our next episode. I'm, I'm actually more disappointed about the bacon and eggs <laughs> than the podcast. Well, we're going to be in Hawaii, so it should be a lovely week away, me and my, my beautiful wife. Rightio, fine, I'll let you go. You're married and it's anniversary and whatnot. Good luck to you. Uh, have a great trip, mate. We'll be back in a couple of weeks here on Two Blokes Talking Tech. I'll see you then. Aloha. <laughs> <laughs>